I only like their old stuff featuring J-Ho Groove and the lovely Just One Miss. We're the Oatmeal Conspiracy and this is the show that answers the question, is it hype or is it hate? We're going to leave you now and hand it over to J-Ho and Groove. Take it away, boys. Here we go. So you used uh, to just hating? Didn't so just waiting, waiting, and hating. Ha- What's hating. up? This is episode uh, fifty-two of I only like their old stuff. Waiting and hating, hating and hating. <laughs> <laughs> That's this is spontaneous right here. This is uh, improv, folks. Um, just came up with that brilliance on the spot. This is I'm J-Ho, and this is Groove. Hey, uh, we got wit miss. We got wiss. We got just one miss on the wheels of steel over here. Hello, hello, miss. Hadn't been on the show the past couple of episodes. Been getting a job and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what is that job you got? Um, it's working for a company that sets up appraisals for real estate management companies, stuff like that. Hell yeah, you can get some real estate. Something like that. Yeah. Congrats. Thank you. Yeah. Congrats. Join in the ranks of the working class like me. Finally. Yeah. It's, it's hard out there. <laughs> um, so, we've got some housekeeping. Number one fan this week is going to be the guy that gave us 40 bucks like a year ago uh, that I forgot to mention until later last show. Josh Howen. Josh, send us an email at I only like their old stuff at gmail.com. Tell us about yourself. Let us know that it wasn't a mistake that you gave us that money. I'm afraid it was some kind of identity theft. <laughs> it's not that we're going to give the money back, but we'd like to know that you meant to send it. That money's already spent. <laughs> Better not be. Yeah, it is. People, people are going to be disappointed if you start misappropriating funds. Misappropriating funds. I'll get our accountant to look over it and make sure I've got it all right. <laughs> yeah, you uh, get. So, Josh, thanks, buddy. And uh, number one hater this week is going to be the usual suspect, Owen. And the reason why is because we had set this show up to record with him because he's you know to give the a, fans what they want. To give him what he wants for some <laughs> reason. He whined and complained. I want to be on the show. I want to be on the show. And so we set it I up. He's the one that's over there, you know, 10-hour time difference or whatever. And so we've got to do it on his time. And we set it all up, and then he's like, uh, sorry, guys. Um, it's my birthday this weekend, and someone's planned something for me. So I don't he know said, what... He said somebody's taking him on a surprise trip for his birthday, which is a little bit suspect. Well, that's what they do over there, I guess. I don't but know. How the fuck... No, taking somebody on a trip for his birthday is fine, but he said it was a surprise trip. Oh, so it's not a surprise if he already knew about it, then. Exactly. Which is making me think that he was just trying to get out of recording. Yeah. By coming up with something on the spot. It's not even his birthday. His birthday's in, like, six months. Oh, God. Yeah. No, I don't know that. It's probably his birthday, but... <laughs> it probably is. I don't know why you would want to spend your birthday with anyone other than us, though. 
I, I, yeah, I would say we were trying to do this as a gift for his birthday. Hey, well, actually, we when we didn't even know that it was a gift for his birthday, cause we didn't know it was his birthday. But, it was uh, going to be a surprise birthday recording, but the surprise was going to be ours. Yeah, we were going to be surprised that it was his birthday. <laughs> because we're really but, good friends. Happy 38th, hater. <laughs> Number one hater, happy 38th. Have, have you seen... Have you seen the photo shoot from his new band? No, no, no. We need he's to in a, he's in a, he's in a new band where he plays banjo. Banjo, and, uh, banjo, and I'll let him talk about the photo shoot when he comes on. What he plays talk banjo? That's not plays, metal at all. It's not metal at all. And the photographer that that he that they got, his name was Sin S I N. That's so soft. He said, oh, just fucking, he's playing in a banjo band with a bunch of dudes that are probably like 21. No, there, there's a girl drummer and a girl singer. Oh. And, uh, and he plays bass. I don't know how many other people are in the band. Apparently, the, the singer is really, really good, but. We need to get that link up on the. Uh, show. We need to get that up immediately. About that. <laughs> and it's uh, it's another band called The Great Something or Other. So he was in Neon the Ass Trauma. <laughs> Neon Ass Trauma. Shout out to the Wet Cardboard Box for sending us this funny cartoon that basically illustrates the IOL TOS concept. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll get, send that, that link. That. Yeah. yeah. That's a really. Actually, I went out to play disc with Josh this morning. And I, I was like, dude, I got some new music for you to listen to. I'll, I'll loan you a CD. He goes, is it Neon Ass Trauma? <laughs> that's my new favorite band name. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, yeah, so that's the housekeeping. Done. Um, and so, Fastest housekeeping in the history of, of this uh, Well, keep it popping, you know? Keep it fresh. Well, we'll so, keep it fresh. What? It's on me now, right? Yeah, you got a little story about some disc golf. My favorite subject to talk about on the podcast, disc golf. <laughs> it's not as much about disc golf as it is. Maybe, it, whatever. I went, I, here in town, there's a, a doubles tournament basically every day of the week. And it's a collection of people you never know who you're going to get partnered up with. It could be somebody that's really good, somebody that's not. There's a big enough community here that there's some professional players. Mm-hmm. And I got partnered up on Friday afternoon with Hee Haw Jones of the disc golf community. If you don't know who Hee Haw Jones is, just go to heehawjones.com and you'll see the pros pro. And this guy, so he was, he was outfitted hat, shirt, and shorts all from one disc golf company. Yeah. And he, and he was like, um, he was talking a lot right at the beginning of the round. Um, there are four of us in a group or whatever. And he was on the other guy's team, whatever. And he just starts talking about like, um, he's like, well, you know, I mean, I do this, I do this for a living. I mean, I I play every day. This is my life. (laughs) I do this. I do this every day. And I was like, I looked at him like this guy's, he's being serious. Like he doesn't, he's not, he's, he's not making fun of himself. He's being serious. He's saying this. He was talking about going to all these different tournaments and just being on the circuit and uh, and in the middle of the round, he gave an impromptu putting clinic, and talked about how he was he was the featured pro at, at this uh, tournament's clinic on putting, uh-huh. and how uh, he was like, yeah, I also did a sidearm clinic uh, because you know I'm I'm I basically throw more sidearms than anybody else in the circuit. That's a fucking quote. That's what he said. Wow. 
and uh, it was it was mom is proud. <laughs> he was just like, and then he was like, "Oh, by the way, I got some, uh, I got some new Discraft Z nukes in my car. If anybody wants one, or anybody's interested in buying one." And the shitty thing was, I really wanted that disc. I was like, "Yeah, I'm interested in buying one." Oh, Speed and, uh, Ego. <laughs> it was, I know. I hated. <laughs> I hated feeding Ego. And and he was like, "Yeah, I just." Just got a big order in. Uh, I just ordered 75 discs. I mean, but that's what you do when you're a pro. That's what he said. So I've fuck, had some bad man? luck lately with partners because the day before that, I went out to a different tournament, and I got partnered with a guy that owns his own disc golf company. Oh, this is a different guy. Huh? This is a different guy, and he was a fucking asshole. The, the group of us four didn't say a damn word to each other like the whole time because he was – he was just so negative and so mean or whatever. And, um, and he had one of those disc golf bags where you could carry a six pack in between all your discs, which is real. He's, he's the brains behind that. Hell yeah. <laughs> and at the end of the day, I finally make a putt. And he's like, you know why you made that? Cause you finally took your time. I've been waiting on you to take your time all day long. I I almost hit him in the face. You should have said, shut the fuck up. That's what you should have said. Shut the fuck up. Take your Natty Light and drive on down the road. That's exactly what he was drinking. He was drinking Natty Light uh, on the course. He was farting. He was farting. He would fart, like, as he was throwing the disc. But, like, I would have to stand in the same spot because he was my partner. It was, like, the second shot. And he'd be like, oh, you get to walk into that. Oh, God. And um, and one of the slang terms of, like, if you're in the woods and you throw the disc and it comes out and it lands near the pen, they say, good out, as in way to get out of that. And he would fart and he'd go, good out. Uh, You see, it's people like that. You just enabled that man. You (laughs) you needed to get up in his face and say, you're an idiot, and you need to shut the fuck up. That's why people keep acting like that. They're allowed to. I tell you, if somebody offered me, to, if the, somebody came to me and said, "Hey, we're gonna pay you good money to play disc golf for us," I'd be like, "Uh, nah, nah I'm not gonna do that." Seriously, I, mean, I, 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 I like disc golf. I like, I like disc golf. All right, just fine. But you know, it's I, I got to draw the line somewhere. I mean, I made money as a kayaker for years, and that was lame. But disc golf. <laughs> What? That fucking guy, oh, he's just, I throw more sidearms than anybody else on the circuit. I was just like, All my days on really? The you just called it the circuit? <laughs> like, this, this is my job. This is my, this is how I make my living. Oh. He's, and, and the other guys that I was playing with, they were just fucking pork chop Johnsons. Yeah. They were just eating it up. They were like, oh, I'm really going to try this stuff you're telling me, man. And dudes, it would work out for them. They'd be like, see, thanks so much for telling me about this. <laughs> <laughs> slurping them. Just slurping it. Oh, so annoying. And I thought, I mean, I don't want to be, I wasn't like hating on him. You know, it was just kind of getting on my nerves. I was just kind of like, you could you have nothing to prove to me. You know what I mean? Like, you're, you're obviously better. You're really talented at what you do. It just so happens that what you do professionally, other people do as a hobby. And so you don't need to flaunt it when you're at a $5 buy-in doubles tournament on the <laughs> shortest golf course in the history. No, you know, it's just like, come on, dude. Yeah. So, but I paid full price for that fucking disc. I should have, because, you know, 
online you can buy the disc for like twelve bucks. Yeah. But I wanted it that day, and he was. I was like, "How much are you trying to sell that for?" He's like, fifteen dollars." You know, it's it's one of the hottest new discs, and you're not gonna find anything better than that uh, online as far as price goes. And I just bit my tongue until it bled, and just paid the money and, and got the disc. <laughs> I really wanted to be like, "Fuck you! I can get it for twelve. Sell it to me for ten. But he, I mean, he was trying to be nice for the most part, you know. So I was just like, "Whatever." See, you don't want to be around those people. Yeah, you have to be around those people at work and shit all the time in your life. You don't want to be around those people when you're playing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and the good news, I mean, the good thing for me is I'm not really around those people at at my work, so like, so this, I I, I guess I just go out to find them, and I find them on the disc golf course, it's just a bunch of assholes, assholes, so that's it, that's all I got, the pros pro. The pros pro, Um, so we're gonna, we haven't done a grab bag in a while, Uh, like we've forgotten about it, I think. And for those of you who just started listening, Grab Bag is our super special end in, in, <laughs> in segment, usually, that usually is a train wreck. But it's yeah. usually some kind of little theme thing. We play a game or we do some kind of like, I don't know. Usually we, we just watch movie trailers. It's Grab Bag. Yeah, Grab Bag. So we're bringing it back, and we need some more ideas. So if you got some Grab Bag ideas, send them in. Um, and um, I only like their old stuff at gmail.com. Well, one of the grab bags was Bucket of Dicks, right? Yeah, Bucket of Dicks is one of our more popular so, grab bags. I mean, so. you, if you follow IOLTOS on Twitter, you see those occasionally. So yeah. that's where that idea came from. Yeah, if you see, uh, like Miss said, Twitter, our Twitter account is I, at IOLTOS, and people send us in Bucket of Dicks submissions, which Bucket of Dicks is basically when someone parks really badly in a parking lot and takes up more than one spot and it's you know a lot you would of- think that if anybody that's never listened to this before heard us talking about bucket of dicks they would automatically assume somebody who takes up two to four parking spots in right. a parking lot i mean like, it's, that's it. obvious. it's a descriptive that's obvious. It's a descriptive. when you look at that you just say that's a bucket of dicks yeah well it makes so. sense now that you know but it is a very descriptive title um, so keep, send us in some Bucket of Dick submissions. We've had some more people send some in. Uh, Miss had one, a good one last week of somebody taking up four spots. Uh, that yeah. That might be the awesome. king. Uh, and then Helgers- uh, Nate Helgerson Helgers- sent us one good. in. Yeah. So, he, so yeah. He's found like four or five of those. Hit he us up. If you need to email it, email it to us, and we'll make sure to throw it on the uh, on the account and, and give you credit for it and stuff. So. But this, so I've got a new grab bag. We're gonna we're gonna kick the show off with a grab bag this week, and we're gonna finish it up with a grab bag this week. And that this is a new grab bag that I think is gonna be on par with Bucket of Dicks. I think it's something. I think it's cut from the same cloth as Bucket of Dicks, and it's called yeah. it's called Rich People Problems. Okay. Let me just let me go into this one first. Okay. Okay. Josh took a, Grizzles, our resident science advisor, and Uncle Jebediah, who doles out sage advice to people who may have life questions. Uh, the four of us. Oh, I want you on, to tell this one at the end of this. Well, but this really kind of sets it up. No, but I've got another story that sets it up. I've got the actual origin of it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, okay. so, I, so. What we're going to do, I'm going to tell the origin of it, then we're going to get into this sort of meaty one in the middle, and then I want you to finish it up with this nice, tasty dessert at the end. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> which is the, the, the probably the funniest one. But the so the origin of of rich people problems. Basically, rich people problems are problems that only a rich person would have. Okay, it's something that y- you look at it, and on the surface, you're like, oh my god. <laughs> Like really? <laughs> yeah. Well, you were the one saying, "Well, you had to, you had to explain that." No, I was saying no. I was I wasn't being sarcastic there. Literally, if you see somebody parked, you automatically think that's a fucking bucket of dicks. Like that's natural to think. Right. Well. You know. All right. Well. Anyway, semantics. Whatever. <laughs> Rich people problems. It's it's something that you would look at and be like, "Oh my god, that's that's terrible. That's horrible. That's a big problem." And then you think about it, and you're like, "Oh, wait a minute." That's not a problem. That guy's got plenty of money. So in the scheme of things, that's not really a big problem. That's rich people problems. I'm going to move on. So the way this started, the, the, the phrase was coined. I was teaching a kayaking class at the beach, and we had about 10 students. And at the end of the class, we were loading up our boats on our cars. And on the sound side of the beach, which is the side that's like the intercoastal waterway, yeah. at this beach we go to, there's a lot of people that sail up and down that. And we were loading up our boats, and we looked off in the distance, and we saw these people struggling with this rather large sailboat was tipped over in the water. And Mm -hmm. we were just, like, looking at it for a minute, and they were having a lot of trouble with it. And then somebody in our group, one of my students, was like, you think we ought to paddle out there and help them out? And I was like, nah, that's rich people problems. And I continued (laughs) loading up my car. (laughs) You know, because I thought about it, I was like, in the scheme of things... Those motherfuckers have got a real nice sailboat, and they just tipped it over. So they can figure out how to – they can pay somebody to help them. <laughs> Rich people problems. So, yeah. So, and uh, amazingly enough, the, the story at the end of this segment is going to be about sailboats too. So It's usually – yeah, rich people problems usually happen on sailboats. It, it often happens, yeah. If a sailboat is involved, it's usually a rich people problem. You know? If there's a problem – and it has to do with the sailboat. You can categorically explain it as a rich people problem. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you figure, like, you know, uh, growing up, I, I didn't really have much trouble with, oh, shit, our giant sailboat is flipped over. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, what are we going to do? Just didn't happen for me. Middle class family. Um, okay, so the, this news story this week made me think about rich people problems again. And the title of it, I get these little news stories in one of my email boxes. They just just come in there. And uh, this story was about, it's it's horrible. It's really horrible. It's horrible. It's so it is bad. really awful, but there's no way to look at it other than through the lens of rich people problems. It is the, maybe the ultimate rich person problem. Rich people problem. So these two elderly so these two elderly folks that live in this giant mansion, in, and it was described as a giant mansion in the article. 80, 89 and 90 years old. 89 and 90 years old. They live in a giant mansion on the beach in Georgia. Okay, Georgia kind of takes some of the, the, you know, the heat off of it, but still, giant mansion. They got stuck in their personal elevator and died. Okay, stuck, and I, you know, I read the article, I was like, oh my god, that's horrible. Yeah. Which it is horrible. And then I was like, wait a minute, personal <laughs> elevator. And I read, I've read the story more closely, and it talks about this opulent estate they had. And so these, these folks got stuck in their personal elevator and died. That's how they died. And I was thinking, you know, like, there's a lot of ways to go. Stuck in your personal elevator. And so it's definitely rich people problems there. 
getting st- getting stuck in your own personal elevator and dying. Risky. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. It's I got an email in my inbox that said the title of it was Rich People Problems, and then all it said on the text in the email said "Too soon," <laughs> and then a link to the article. <laughs> I mean, it's I I hate it for him, but seriously, like I don't. But and then the thing that's the greatest thing about it is I didn't even notice this, but then Groove, you brought this to my attention that. The name of the of the couple, their last name, their surname, <laughs> as you would say it, is uh, Wadsworth. <laughs> now, I was I was explaining this to P Dog because he was I was talking to him about it, and I was like, you know what? If somebody came up to me on the street and said, "Hey, I need a name for uh, I'm writing a, a screenplay about a rich family. I need a last name for him. Go." Uh, Wadsworth might be one of the first names that came in my mind. First name Chauncey. Yeah. Wadsworth the third. <laughs> Wadsworth. It's like the it's like the guy from Gilligan's Island. <laughs> Lovey and uh and what's his name? Howell. Thurston Howell the third. Thurston yeah. Howell the third. Thurston Howell the third lives next door to the Wadsworths. Yeah. The Wadsworth. Uh-huh. Just so stereotypical rich name. And then I told Miss about it, and Miss has a theory that there was some kind of the butler did it. That there was some kind of uh she was like <laughs> You got an Agatha Christie list? She was like, I wonder why their servants didn't didn't find them stuck in the elevator. And I was like, probably because they were fucking tired of working for them. <laughs> no, the house was so big, they couldn't find them. They couldn't find them. <laughs> that's, the, that's the big house problem, you know? Big house problem, yeah. <laughs> if they did find them, I bet they'd be like, oh, well, that's a shame. So I had never, I had never heard this phrase before. And we're out on the sailboat with Josh and Delaney. And uh, we're sailing... And, uh, and to, you know. to be clear, this is Grizzle's sailboat, and it's not. We have to make the definition: Grizzle's is not rich. Grizzle's no. built his sailboat from scratch, basically. He fucking he 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 went out to the Odyssey of the Mind and took all the scraps of the balsa wood structures, built yeah. his sailboat from from balsa wood. Yes, he, the, he, and, he has, uh, you know this little scrappy sailboat. It's nice. He had redone, and he 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 had a blog about all the. Uh, all the improvements he made to it. It was called the Carborough Yacht Club. Yeah. And uh, so he, we were out on his sailboat, and uh, I don't know how to sail. Uh, Joey didn't look comfortable at all. Delaney was just bobbling his, bobbling his head like he does. Yeah. And um, so we were just enjoying watching Josh sail. And uh, about half an hour in, we look out in the middle of this lake, and, and it's a sailboat that's capsized. And uh, these people are just kind of swimming around it, just trying to, you know, get it turned right back up or whatever. And, and it's, it's clearly a much nicer sailboat than the one we're on. Like, it is a nice sailboat. Yeah. It was a nice sailboat. A lot bigger, a lot nicer. And, and and I think it was Josh. It was either Josh or Delaney saying, maybe we should go over there and help them. And I just hear Joey from behind me go, no, nah, that's rich people problems. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, we should just go sail over there and, and sail a circle around him and then leave. No, no, what it was is that we, we we actually were going to help. And for some reason, we went over there. So I said the rich people problems thing, and everybody laughed. And then we decided to go over there anyway. We're like, Josh is like, hey, yeah, I got to do my duty as a sailor. Yeah. yeah. So we <laughs> sailed over there. And for some reason, we didn't get close. We just we sailed a circle around them <laughs> and then sailed away. 
And I guess that was like Josh doing his civic duty was like, well, I did everything I could do. But basically, all we did was show them that we had a functioning craft <laughs> and sailed around them, you know. And then, and, uh, and then and we, uh, we sailed to the other end of the lake, and there's a big sphere floating in the water and uh and we all thought it was plastic and josh just ran straight into it and turns out it was like cement yeah it was some big metal thing that was floating and i thought it broke a hole in the hole well it's a good thing we didn't sink because then nobody would rescue us because of rich people problems you know (laughs) some guy in an ascot would would sail up to us and help us out (laughs) oh chauncey wadsworth (laughs) Some new deckhands. <laughs> what did you sail? Did you steal that boat? So if you got any, uh, if you witness any rich people problems, go ahead and email them to us. Yeah, send us your rich people problem people. stories. Um, yeah, look out for them. Watch out! They're out there. Rich people problems. You may not notice it on first glance. You may think it's a tragedy, and then you say, "Hold the boat." Literally, the yeah. <laughs> What's next? Um, so, speaking of rich people problems, <laughs> got, uh, God, all about since since we did our last show, some big sports news has happened that everybody's fucking tired of hearing about. But we're gonna go ahead and talk about it some more anyway. Uh, LeBron, LeBron, LeBron had a national special where he told Cleveland to go fuck themselves. <laughs> The whole city, collectively. Hey, go fuck yourselves. Take my talents to South Beach. So, yeah, LeBron, everybody knows LeBron did his big announcement. It's the big thing. Where's LeBron going to sign? He signed in Miami. He did it on a national TV show. It was pretty lame. Not the leaving. I, I, for the record, I think he ought to do what he needs to do, what he thinks is best for him or whatever. And, you know, whatever. But going on national TV to announce it, I have no respect for that. Just me, me, me. Yeah. Me, 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 me. Me, me, I didn't like the the hype of it all. Like, it wasn't, you know, it, it, he didn't need an entire hour to no. talk about how, like, fuck you, Cleveland, I'm going to Miami. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't a surprise that he was leaving <coughs> Cleveland. Why they would even assume for a second he would have stayed, I have no right. idea. But, you know, for him to say... I'm going to go on TV. I mean, I if he if he would have gone on TV and had that whole thing and sat down and said, I love Cleveland, we can do this, I'm staying in Cleveland, I think I might have had a little more respect for him. Oh, yeah, it would have been understandable, right. But to do what he did, oh, um, I'm going to head down to South Beach or whatever he said, like, that was just... Taking my talents. That was just screwed up. Like, what? He- and it's just... <laughs> yeah, well, the worst thing is, is he he should have told the owner of the Cavaliers, "Hey, I'm going on the show, and I just want to let you know, I'm I'm not going to be back next year. I want yeah. to tell you, man to man, in you know, like over the phone or whatever, that hey, this is what I made decision. But he he let him know on on ESPN. That's how he found <laughs> out. <laughs> uh, just just shameful. Just yeah, shameful. I don't shame on I ESPN just... too. As well, just for being a bunch of bastards about it and showing the uh, the Cleveland sports bar. Just look, you can see the moment where their heart breaks. Right. Oh, <laughs> look at that woman crying. Yeah, 
We've got footage of uh, the Crosstown Bridge where people are jumping off in Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, I got I just realized how tired I am of hearing about it. Yeah. <laughs> now that we're talking about it, I'm just realizing that. I mean, I just got done listening to about four hours of Bill Simmons' podcast. Oh, Bill Simmons. Bill, <laughs> Bill Simmons reference. We made it. Oh, we'll, we'll get to that. We made it 27 minutes in. <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> LeBron. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, don't tell me you ain't going to watch the Heat. Oh, I will. You know, and I, oh. I, LeBron is an amazing player, and um, I, and I've always liked Dwayne Wade a lot. Um, yeah. I heard this. Um, I read this on Twitter from one of the guys that I follow that um, looking at the schedule. They're um, set to Cleveland and Miami are going to play on Christmas Day. Oh my God! Of course they are. Of course they set that up. Oh, uh, uh, beautiful! Just, and just... it's like here, here, Merry Christmas, Cleveland. Merry Christmas, Cleveland. You're going to get massacred with your no team by the best team in the NBA. By yeah. the guy who yeah, but... you for here comes for Santa Claus. Yeah, like, don't put your kids in front of the TV on that day. Yeah. Horrible. Horrible. LeBron is coming LeBron. to town. <laughs> are, they, are they playing in Cleveland or are they playing in Miami? I'm not sure. I hope they play in Cleveland. We got to get our Bobcats heat tickets. Yeah, you know. We got to do that quick because they're going to sell out. So where is it? Do you know? What's the, what's the latest? Uh, what's the latest on Adam Morrison? I don't know. Adam Morrison, that's what I want. I want them to do a special decision program on Adam Morrison. You know who Adam Morrison is, Miss? Mm-mm. Adam he Morrison. Was, he ahead. was a, a, a phenom for Gonzaga when Gonzaga was a Cinderella team in the NCAA tournament. Like they would, they, He was like a, a good player for that team, and he's like kind of – He, I, I don't mean – this is going to sound worse than it is – but he looks like white trash. Does that make? Is that yeah? He's that got this much? real thin, like shitty mustache usually, and like his and hair got, was real like, long and stringy. And he's got like squinty eyes that all, he always looks like. He's just like. <laughs> and he cried. He cried when Gonzaga lost. It was one of the big like emotional moments of the tournament. He he cried and mm-hmm. just like laid on. So he cried. So he went to the NBA, and it looked like he was having a good career. He was playing for the Bobcats, and then he tore his ACL, and then uh, and then he became a big joke, <laughs> basically. And he's he's got two rings because he's been on the Lakers team. He's got two more and, rings than LeBron does. And, yeah, he's, he's been a, he's been a bench warmer since then, and I mean riding the bench. Just they put a saddle on the bench for him. And, need to uh, really need to get that Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, uh, Jimmy Kimmel, Adam Morrison highlights reel miss from uh, YouTube. We need to get that on, on. When he had the Lakers on after they won this last championship, they did a little reel for 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 uh, Adam Morrison. It was just him getting off the bench and giving dudes high fives. Yeah. <laughs> there he is. So Ammo. Good. They call him Ammo. <laughs> Ammo. But uh, he's a free agent right now, and I want him to do a decision special on him because I don't. You know, he did a he did a workout for the Cavaliers. I know. How would that be? You trade LeBron for Adam Morrison. And then they go and win a championship? Yeah. No. Probably not. 
Uh, but he, I, I, the guy has got to have a sense of humor about this shit. If I were him, I would be like, ESPN, I want to do an hour-long special. I want to give the money to charity, which charity would be me. Um, and, uh, yeah, I want to just see, you know, decide what team I'm going to play for. Now, I have a question for you guys, because, I mean, I, I follow the NBA, but not as closely as I do baseball. Right. And you, you guys know I'm a Laker fan and all that, but... If, Not that big of a Laker fan, if you don't know who Adam Morse is. I don't is. know who Adam yeah. Morse Continue. Yeah, but, you know, like like I said, I like the Lakers. I keep track of their progress, but like I said, I don't watch all the games. But if if it were Kobe that were the free agent, do you think there would have been that much hype about it? Or was that just specific? Because I couldn't understand what the big deal was. And I was, like, trying to ask Anthony, I'm like, what's the big deal? And, you know, he follows basketball, we're kind of the same way, but it wasn't that big of a deal to me. So, I mean, was I missing something? Well, or? here's the deal with Kobe. If it was Kobe five years ago, it may be. Um, Kobe now is regarded as, like, you know, still regarded as, like, the best player in the league by a lot of people, but there's just not as much hype because he's older, and when you get older, you know, your career just winds down. But... The bigger thing with this is that it's not only LeBron that was a free agent, but all these other top-level guys. There's never been this many top-level guys that were available in the same summer, and that's why it's been such a hype fest. And LeBron was the number one out of all those pieces. And there was, I mean, there was a lot of hype around Kobe when he was a couple of years ago making the decision between staying and going to Chicago. But the problem was that it wasn't this same generation of media savvy type people where you didn't have Twitter and you didn't have, you didn't have ESPN with the capacity of doing that. You know, they well, I were think all sports have changed since that. Oh yeah. Right. And, and so, just, so just the whole, a, ti- a just the whole, storm. the whole Tiger Woods thing from Thanksgiving last year has completely changed the way sports are covered. You know, they're kind of covered in much world more. Cup, the world, yeah. I've never seen as much world cup hype. Oh yeah. As I did this year. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so um, I, it wouldn't. It, it's. I don't think it's a fair question to ask. Personally, like it's not unfair to Kobe, but it's just like he, there wouldn't be as much hype about him right now because he is older. So this is, you know, this is the guy who is pitted against Kobe as who's better in the league. You know, you got the top three players in the league. That's Dwayne Wade and uh, LeBron and Kobe, and most people say Kobe's the best. Because he's also got championships. Well, Kobe's know? better in the clutch than LeBron is. Right. A lot yeah, of the last four minutes of the game. Yeah, but, so, but it, um, you know, I've never been a, you know, I, I've always, I've never been a big fan of, of Kobe. There have been times where I really didn't like him. But in this situation, with the way LeBron handled this, I don't really think he would have gone to the lengths that LeBron did. Um, I just don't think, I think Kobe's got a big ego, but I don't think it's that big. Well, he did that rap video. Oh yeah, but I mean that's and that that's, really I, awesome I, photo shoot this season. Oh yeah, Pilgrim yeah, Kobe. Yeah, Kobe's a hipster. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. It, it makes me like I haven't seen how Kobe's going to react to this, but I mean I still think LeBron's great and, and you know a great player and everything. But it makes me like want to see what Kobe's going to do because I feel like Kobe's going to go and be like, huh? Everybody thinks this is awesome. Well, wait till they see me next season. You know? Look how big my dick is. Yeah. <laughs> Look at it! Look at it! Look at it! Well, I tell you, yeah. who's going to sneak up on him is going to be uh, on everybody. Is going to be the Oklahoma City Thunder. 
Yeah. Tell you, dude, maybe not this season, but they've got all these young players, and to, like Bill Simmons talked about this a little bit. Another Bill Simmons reference. Oh, Bill Simmons Bill reference. Simmons. Oh, well, no, but you talked about the difference between you know Kevin Durant, the star for the Oklahoma City Thunder, signed a five-year d- extension, exclusive extension. Exclusive, yeah. And the only way he told everybody about it was he just t- made a tweet about it. He said, "I'm signing yeah. an extension." That was it. He didn't call any fanfare, press conference, nothing. It's a yeah. That's a great contrast between what he did and what LeBron did. See, I read yeah. about Fish staying with the Lakers yeah. on Twitter, so I don't know how he did it. Did he just... He yeah. didn't have a press conference, but he couldn't have. Yeah, he wouldn't no, have. I mean, maybe, maybe he did, but it was covered by the LA Times, and that's about it. You know nah, what I mean? I think yeah. he just kind of tweeted it, too, but... Yeah, I mean, it's it's obviously that's a bigger deal to it, us. Than... That's, I mean, he was holding out for more money, though. I mean, that was... The, the reason that it was an issue at all was because he wanted more money than they were willing to pay him. But whatever. That's enough NBA talk. We're go. I can't wait. I mean, I'll tell you that. I can't wait. Cause it's, it is, it's like, uh, Damashek said, you gotta have the evil empire. Oh, yeah. And, if and, and the, of all people, the big winners in this are the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah. They're no right. longer yep. unanimously hated by everyone. So yeah, exactly. I'll tell you what Kobe did. He went, phew. All right. Awesome. Heats off me for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, until the heat gets on, zing! Oh, boo. See what I did there? Yeah, I saw. I tried to ignore it. Talking about the, yeah. It'll be interesting because win or lose, it will be interesting. Whether they dominate or whether they just blow up, it'll be interesting either way. The thing about it is that ESPN is going to have such a field day with the heat next season that it's going to be like they will now take the place of once baseball season's over, everybody will hate the Heat and the way that ESPN covers them, just like everybody hates the Yankees and the way ESPN covers them. Yeah, right, so for sure. It's it, it's going to be interesting to see how, I mean, ESPN slobber all over themselves for that LeBron thing. So. Oh, yeah. They really did. Yeah, they did. It was embarrassing the way they acted. It was embarrassing. Shame on you, ESPN. Yeah. Shame on you. I'm pumping my fist angrily. So, I don't know. Haters. Haters gotta hate. Haters gotta hate. What 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 have you been listening to? Um, I don't even know what you've been listening to. You say yours, and I'll get I'll get to mine. I got three bands. Oh boy. Well. (laughs) <laughs> yours gets bigger every time i try to pick one and you're like hey i've got about 17 different bands i've been listening to i just you know I've been, getting, I've been getting a lot of new music man it's, it's you know summertime listening to music first one is edward sharp and the magnetic zeros which sounds like neon asshat or whatever <laughs> <laughs> yeah edward sharp and the magnetic zeros they've got one song that's like the it'll be this this next rotation of indie movies like that's the song to let you know it's a darling indie movie yeah um but the rest of their stuff is really good um been listening to Mumford and Sons which I think anybody that listens to that I think they'll like it um and I was I got uh Bill Withers live at Carnegie Hall you know Bill Withers everybody knows Bill Withers nobody knows they know Bill Withers yeah yeah I know Bill Withers yeah yeah Lean on me, ain't no sunshine when she's gone. Use me. Um, 
Delaney recommended that I get that live at Carnegie Hall CD, and it is pretty good. Pretty good, but um, yeah, that's what I've been listening to. Sweet. Shut um, up. What? I tried to go as fast as I could. Well, you did. I'm you sorry, went fast. I'm I'm sorry, not, I'm you're you're being self-conscious to, about it. I'm, you know, just... What have you been listening to? I'm an insane class, bossy. <laughs> Miracles. Yeah. Miracles. That's what I've been listening to. <laughs> no, I've been, um, I've been listening to this. Tell me, I... I saw this article called Sex Advice from a Juggalo. <laughs> yeah. I think I emailed that to you. I don't know if you did. And, uh, well, it was a while ago, and it was like, you know, Sex Advice from a Juggalo. Juggalos follow the Insane Clown Posse. They're like the groupies for them. And um, I looked down at the comments of the article, and there was a girl on there saying that ICP is a really religious rap group and that they're trying to... Uh, you know, spread their message, and if you just listen to that song "Miracles," you can see that they're really, you know, <laughs> really faithful. That song is garbage. Listen, and listen. half the shit they talk about, they say, you know, half the stuff they talk about is like explainable scientifically, you know. But they're like, who knows how this stuff happens? <laughs> yeah. <Miracle. laughs> that, well, we need to get missed. We got to get. There's a Saturday Night Live parody of that "Miracles" uh, mm-hmm. song. <laughs> It's got Ryan, when Ryan Felipe was on a couple weeks ago. It's on Hulu. And Bobby Moynihan. Yeah, it's on Hulu. Um, I forget what it's called, but I'll try to find the link and send it to you. It's really. Good. Do you know what? Do you know what song we're talking about, Miss? The Miracle song. No, I don't think I've ever heard that. Possibly the greatest music video of all time. Yeah, you need to look at <laughs> that. The only band still doing music videos. <laughs> look at that. Look at the Miracles by Insane Clown Posse, and then look at the uh, Saturday Night Live parody of it, and uh, you'll you'll love it. It's great. Uh, you know, I've been listening to actually. What I've been listening to is the original Karate Kid soundtrack, not the new one. Really? Yep. Listen to you some of that. Around. Yeah. Never, never do to keep it down. Nobody there, can ever bring you down. Yeah. There's um the greatest montage in the history of cinema, right there. Um, there's. I don't the, know. Time out. Time out. Time out. What? Rocky Four. It's between those two. It's that, between those two, but you can't conclusively two. say that the greatest training montage of all time is I think, Karate Kid. I think those two are the greatest montages of all time. They're, the greatest montage is, is the montage is a sequence of scenes edited together, sequence of shots edited together, and yes, yeah, if you could edit them into one long scene, which presumably somebody has done on YouTube, I'm sure. Um, but there always has to be very catchy, inspiring music behind. I've got a dark yeah. horse, though. i got a dark horse for that should be in the running for greatest of all montages. Best of the best. Yeah. yeah. That's a great montage. Yeah, definitely. Because you've, you've got heartstrings that are being tugged as well. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. I, I'm like, forgetting like, the greatest one ever. What? I'm the woman. I'm gonna go ahead and chime in for the girls. Oh boy, oh, great God. woman. Oh. She goes fuck, shopping. Honey. She's not training. It's not. Yeah, she's shopping. She she's ain't training. Improving her life with money. Hello, right. Roy Orbison. That's like the greatest one. When Julia Roberts fights the Cobra Kai, then you come back and <laughs> at this point. Yeah, misfire. <laughs> <laughs> oh lordy. 
right, well, what's the hype? Um, hold on, I got people trying to sell me Viagra here. Um, okay, uh, what's the hype is, uh, Inception. Saw it last night, and... Fucking A. What? Well, that's my hype still out. Okay, well, I'm not, well... You can I told you not to tell me. I told you not to tell me anything about it. I'm not going to tell you anything about it. I just, it's okay for me to say that it's good, isn't it? <sighs> no, because you're clouding my judgment. Oh, God. Well, <laughs> you should have seen it last night during the premiere. It's really good, and we'll talk about it on the next show when you've seen it. I did get a text message at like 12.30 a.m. From my buddy Derek. You know Derek. Yeah. yeah. He sent me a text and said, and this, you know, he said, I just got out of Inception. That movie is fucking fantastic. I give it five stars, which coming from him isn't necessarily that strong of an endorsement. If anything, it might be a knock against it. Right. And so I've got, I'm getting mixed reviews on the movie, which is why it's my hype still out. Because a couple critics that I read said it. It actually wasn't that good, and I'm scared to say it wasn't that good because everybody said it's so good, and I'm just going to get hated on for saying it's not that good. I mean, it's not perfect, but it's pretty... It's a lot... It doesn't take, like, uh... It doesn't do a lot of cliched stuff that you would expect from a movie like that. The flaws in it are not because it does the same thing that all the other Thank movies God. are kind of like that. that. That was my major concern with nah, it. That it doesn't... Like, like, it doesn't have the like sex pot uh you know romance angle to it or like the you know sexy sexual tension aspect to it really like none of that's that sort of stuff that you just see in an action movie and it's not just an action movie it's a sci-fi thriller you know there's so many angles to it i i wasn't i my expectations were low and it blew my it was like way okay yeah that's why i don't want to hear you say it's good is because i'm trying to keep my expectations low because I'm scared it's going to be a mix between Waking Life and The Matrix. And I'm going to no, be like... No, no, no. You will, you will see it, it deserves a spot next to The Matrix and Strange Days and some other sci-fi movies like that that yeah. bend reality and stuff. But it, it doesn't... Um, you know, it, it exists alongside them instead of like saying, oh, well, this is the... Pred- you know, the, the, the and whatever, the... It, it doesn't borrow from them, really. It's, yeah. it's its own thing. And, uh, I must say, I watched Shutter Island yeah. last weekend, and I'm back on the Leo train. Not that I was ever off the Leo train, but he was kind of on the back burner for me. I was Shut never Island. off the Leo train. I just said that. Serious face. Ser- most serious face ever. Best crying face. M- yeah, best crying that face. That man cries all the time. Yeah, and so serious, but yet looks like a child still. <laughs> It's it, look at any scene. I'm the king of the world. Any scene in it, you when you once you get wrapped up in his drama, try try this the next time you watch one of his movies. Maybe with Inception, imagine him as a child, and you're immediately <laughs> like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. Well, his face is just a little bit fatter. Yeah. The rest of his body is the same, but his his cheeks got bigger. He got jowls. In a fat face. Uh, yeah, so let me leave this with you. Inception is the way Lost should have ended. Oh, interesting. Oh, God. Inception should have been the, the finale to Lost. Maybe it was. Maybe it is. It may be. They, they need to just take the finale of Lost out. They could just edit a couple of shots of Jack looking off into the distance pensively and throw him and in there. Take, zoom, out on, or zoom into Jack's eye and yeah. then zoom out on Leo's eyes. Yeah. 
and then start the movie Inception? Is yeah. that what you're telling me? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go back and watch the finale of Lost right before I go to this movie. Yeah, do it. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'll watch the first 40 minutes of the last episode of Lost. Yeah. And then the last 15 minutes that nobody likes, I'll just forget that happened and yeah. go watch Inception. That's what I'll do. Um, What's your hype? Well, my, my hype is that I got internet famous. Oh, yeah. Let's yeah, come yeah. on, you know. <laughs> Look at you, begrudgingly. Agreeing that I, I don't want to say anything because I don't want to piss on your parade. I think it's great. <laughs> no, yeah, no, yeah, right. It's, yeah, I would have been in the same position as you if it were you. Well, I'm the, just uh, thinking about how the you know you're the one that first said to me, "Why do you ever respond to celebrities? They'll never respond to you." And then you go and every day you send a tweet to Bill Simmons. Every, <laughs> I don't. Every no, day. No, I've, I've only done that once. Yeah, and it just so happens that the one time. That I reply to celebrity, 1,222,224 followers. He retweets me. What's up? So you got retweeted by Bill Simmons. And you got I retweeted tweeted, with I, something. You got you I tweeted somebody else's video and got retweeted. I was the middleman there. I was, I was the Aria Manual of, of <laughs> taking somebody else's talent. And you got the video from another person. <laughs> my co-worker that person didn't get any credit he didn't he what it still counts no fuck yeah it counts I'm the one that got retweeted 100 plus times what's up yeah. it was it was I'll tell you what it was scary cause I sat uh, you know so this is how it played out my buddy Charlie and I share an office right and um and constantly during the day, we're we're sending stuff back and forth to each other, and uh, and he sends me this thing over GChat as a video, and I recognized that it was a video that Simmons tweeted after the LeBron special, but it had been edited to you know they put in the LeBron face instead of Hulk Hogan whatever whatever, so when Hogan joins the NWO, and um and I go oh that's funny I'm gonna send this to Bill Simmons. And uh, Charlie just looks at me, as anyone would, when somebody says, I'm going to send this to somebody that doesn't know who I am or care who I am. And uh, and then about five minutes later, I'm working. I didn't know what happened. Josh Gray sent me a text that said, best day of your life, question mark, Simmons retweeted you. And I look online, and it was just like a flurry. It was like a blizzard of people retweeting me. And I, I, I got real scared. I was like, wait a second. What do I have on the internet that can incriminate me in some form or fashion? Good gracious. What? It's true. So the next thing I did, I said, I tweeted again. I said, if you thought that was funny, you'll love the podcast and put our website up. Yeah, how many people retweeted that? (laughs) Ain't nobody retweeted that. (laughs) I got got four new followers from that. That's all I got. Four people who are very obviously sports fans who have, like, Browns for Life in their Twitter username. I'm like, nah. Oh, Browns fans. That was the hype. My idol retweets me. Why not? You would hate my Twitter stream because I I follow a lot of Dodger fans, so you think I'm bad when I tweet during baseball games. (laughs) Your your stream is just... You're right. I do think that you're bad when you tweet Dodger games. Yeah, but I mean, it's I, I kind of understand what, how you feel because like there's I follow maybe two or three like rep- sports reporters for LA Times and um, one guy who covers the Lakers and the Dodgers 
and you know it's kind of it's exciting when they reply to you or retweet you and you know they're not just like they're people you know like they're actually conversing with you and that's yeah cool. yeah yeah no it's cool i mean it was just the the one right. response i've gotten from someone who's moderately famous that i tweeted to uh was uh they were they were mean to me and and made fun of me yeah, who was that? It I was Robert you... Ashley from A Life Well Wasted. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I, he was like talking about Bob Marley being great or something. And I, I wrote, I wrote him back and said that I thought that Bob Marley was kind of overrated, and um, he wrote me back and said that the word overrated was overused. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, one love. <laughs> <laughs> Not Rastafari. <laughs> so what? Uh, what's your hype still out? My hype's still out. Well, what about not the hype? Oh, well, we'll get to that after hype's still out. But that's not the order we go in. Well, whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa! What? I've already done my hype still out. It's okay to change. Oh, change is the only. I don't like it. Well, I don't have a not the hype, so. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> my hype still out is uh, this John Michel Basquiat biopic, or not biopic, uh, John Michel Basquiat documentary that's coming out. And John Michel Basquiat is one of my favorite artists, and the movie that's the biopic of his life is one of my is probably my favorite movie. And um, they're they've got a documentary coming out, so I'm looking forward to seeing that. Have you watched the trailer for it? Yeah, it looks pretty cool. It's got a bunch of. Uh, Never before seen interviews with him and stuff like that. And so, yeah, I'm interested cool. in that sort of time period in New York art. With like uh, Keith Haring was part of that soul scene. Um, he's you've seen his artwork on uh, all over the place. He does the little cartoon guys. They're like dancing with little things flying off of them. Yeah, that was my shower curtain. Yeah, yeah. Growing up. Yeah, he was a contemporary of Jean-Michel Basquiat, and they all had a connection to Andy Warhol and stuff. And I'm in. He's the, like, done a lot with. Uh, like raising money for AIDS. Research, well, Keith right? Haring died in '94 or something from AIDS. Yeah. So that's why he's connected to that sort of okay. whole thing. So yeah, and they also use like uh, those Christmas albums, the now Christmas albums or whatever. Or that's this is Christmas. That yeah. Every year they have one of his illustrations on yeah. it. I bought one of those for my mom and she hated it. Really? <laughs> yeah, she fucking hated it. God, she loves Christmas music. Yeah, and we always play some Christmas music when it comes to Christmas time. And I bought that for, and it never got played. Too contemporary. It was too contemporary. Yeah. It had like, um, um, no doubt, and uh, Dave Matthews. Did it have and, a? There's one that has Chris Cornell doing Ave Maria on it. Oh God, I hope <laughs> that's, I'm gonna go look for it and see. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I can't even. Do that. Yeah, you can't even imagine it. That's I told you that uh, a CD came on random the other day when I was listening to music. I had some Chris Cornell scream pop yeah. up. I love it. That. Was, I love it. <laughs> love it. It's on sale for five dollars at the local record shop at yeah. my across the street from my office. Collector's item. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's my hype still out. Is that and also uh, another hype still out is us watching soccer this year because you said that you're gonna try to watch some of it and I want to try to. I used to watch it as much as I could and I just stopped, and so I want to try to watch that. Add it to if, my um 
my sort of sports that I'm going to try to follow. Oh, yeah, that's uh, World Cup Fallout. Yeah. That's what happens after every World Cup. Everybody thinks they're soccer fans. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I have dabbled in soccer. About, you know, you'll watch it for a good maybe one or two months, and then you'll yeah. be like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Oh, yeah, and then when the next World Cup comes around, I'll be talking about how much I know about the players and stuff. Yeah, that's a really distant hype still out. Yeah, well, Groove, I was, Groove, I, I was like, Groove was like, I'm not going to watch MLS. I'm going to watch the English Premier League. And I was like, oh, yeah? What team are you going to watch? Oh, Southampton. Oh, yeah, well, Southampton's not even in the Premier League, okay? I have some bad information. Yeah, right. I have some bad information. Blame that on Owen. He'll have to answer for his sins next weekend. He told, I said, I'm going to have to watch this in the Premier League. And he goes, yeah, watch Southampton. That's my team. So if he's going to claim that that's his team, how's he not going to know that they've been downgraded? They were relegated. Relegated. That's the thing that's badass about the English Premier League. In the U.S., if you're the worst team in the league, you get the number one draft pick the next year. In the English Premier League, if you're the worst team in the league, you get kicked out of the league. (laughs) And somebody else gets invited to join. That's how it works. They bump you down for a whole year. It's like an intense episode of Survivor. Yeah, it is. Voted off the island. So, uh, what's we got? Anything left in this segment? Uh, mine, not the hype. What's your not the hype? I've played about two thousand games of Words with Friends, and I've won about five. And Josh <laughs> is on. Josh is on a spree. We've actually got two games going right now. We've been playing massive amounts of Words with Friends, and he is continuing beat me and beat me and beat me and now that he started rubbing my face in it i'm halfway th- i may as well just bring it up now we played about four games of chess with friends and then he stopped playing me because he oh. couldn't beat me well that's so what he, he does if he's not good at something he just quits mm-hmm. so that's, that's sailing because he's not good at sailing but he continues to do that that's his mo yeah um yeah, now, yeah the thing about josh is he he has he works the uh, bonus tiles Mm-hmm. He, he sits there and calculates, uh, doubling the words up and doing the bonus tiles. And but he's he's hit another plateau though, because I'm at the I'm at the point now where I can work the bonus tiles real well. Yeah. But he started doing the. He'll have like a five letter word next to an already existing five letter word. Yeah. And it's all two letter words. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's part of what I'm saying. Doubling up the words. He's the king of that. Yeah. It's. It's infuriating. Just just two days ago, the greatest day of my life, where I got retweeted by Bill Simmons, uh, I was beating him in a game by like 50 points throughout the entire game. And then he wound up in the last like three moves beating me by 30 points. <laughs> it crushed my world. It was so upsetting. You and I haven't played lately. Come on now. you got to get back yeah, on Yeah, I don't know. I thought we still had a game going. but I, I got guess... like 12 games going right now. I That's thought you and I still had a game going. That's why I haven't. I thought that I was waiting on you. I don't think so. Because I'm not waiting on you. I mean, yeah, I'm not waiting on you. I mean, you're not waiting on me because I don't have a... Oh, I beat. I just beat Bobito's dad, though. Bing! <laughs> In your face. I'm beating him, too. I'm crushing him. No, we don't have a game going right now. Okay, well, to, get one started. You. Um, I have so many... I can't go in and rematch you because I have so many game overs and they're all Grizzly beat you, Grizzly beat you, Grizzly beat you. O-E to O-G beat you. Everyone's beating me. Fuck. Anyways, okay. that's not the hype. Yeah. It's hype, it's hype to play that. I love playing it. 
but I get beat a lot. If you want, when my my son has an iPod Touch and his dad's getting, his dad just got the new iPhone, and he's gonna give him his old one so that he can use that instead. So I'm inheriting back the iPod Touch. If you want me to download that and play you so you can win, I will because I, I'm awful at those games. I thought you were going to say that you would get your son to play him. Um, <laughs> no, I was about to I say, well, your son would probably beat him. So I'm the worst at those games. The, the I, don't, I don't need to put him I, I can't, I can't I mean, I'll try to beat you. Don't worry about that. But I'm pretty sure that I'll fail because... I am just awful at those kind of games. That's only a lose-lose for me right there. Because if you do win, fuck. Yeah, and if I do win, I feel terrible. Yeah. If, if hollow hollow victory or hollow loss. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Moving right along, what have you been surfing? Um, okay, so I've been doing... I've been surfing Groove Shark a lot, which I use it quite a bit. Groove Shark yeah, is an internet... Not radio, but like you can pull up any song and play it, and it's pretty cool if you have a song. How do they get by with that? By the way, I'm not really sure. There's some some way they get around it legally or whatever, but yeah, like sometimes there'll be songs that I can't remember who did the song or whatever, but I'll search. They have a really good search function, and it's like songs that you don't necessarily want to own, like some a song that I'm like, yeah, I just want to hear that song, but I don't really want it in my iTunes, you know? Like Insane Clown Posse Miracle. Yeah, exactly. I'll just go into Groove Shark and look it up, and um, I've been doing uh, my guilty pleasure of the day from work every day, yeah. which is some ridiculous like disco song or something that like you know if it comes on in the car I, I'll listen to it, but if I was around other people I might not. Um, right. And I've been I've been doing a guilty pleasure every day, and uh, I got got our buddy P Dog on the Groove Shark, and he's loving it. And he really is. He's coming up with playlists. Yeah, he's been making playlists, a lot of them specifically for me, that are like, he made me a, a Michael McDonald playlist, which is a great gift to give someone during the workday. Um, he made a, a Bruce Hornsby in the Range playlist. And I made a playlist of songs that he and I used to listen to when we'd hang out in his basement in high school. Uh, and uh, just, uh, d- just all oh, the memories. Will you... At some point during this next week, write this down right now because okay. I don't I don't remember the yeah. like you said I don't remember who did this song but that song do you want to ride Yeah yeah that's a uh, Pope Pimps Please tweet that this week Yeah that'll be one of my guilty pleasures uh, I almost made it a guilty pleasure the other day but I just didn't I It ain't even that guilty I ain't, I ain't ashamed to listen to that No it's not but Oh, oh ride, ride. Do you ride with me Okay. Yeah, that's a that's another one there that you get on the Groove Shark. But um, yeah, so I've been doing that, and you can save your playlists and stuff. So uh, like in the playlists that P Dog has been sending, I've been saving them, and uh, I don't know, it's a cool service. So I'm gonna keep doing the guilty pleasures and some of the playlists and stuff. So if you want to uh, check those out, I'll I'll start tweeting those from my account and from the IOLTOS account. That's good. So follow the IOLTOS account if you want my daily guilty pleasure. Um. <laughs> Delivered right to you in your Twitter feed. In your Twitter, all up in your Twitter feed. And uh, yeah, what you been surfing, Groove? I've been rewatching The Wire. Yeah, and it is awesome. Yeah, I'm glad that I didn't think that it. I thought I remembered everything about it. 
because it was such a good show. Yeah. Um, but but there was a. It's good that I've waited three or four years. Now it's been three years, I think, since I've watched it, and I got my office mate Charlie to start watching. He just finished season one last night. Oh, that's legit. And uh, yeah, it's real legit. So. Um, so I really haven't been like watching TV or doing any like I, or like watching you know regular TV or anything like that. When I come home, Mackenzie's been watching Prison Break. I gotta tell you, that's one of the worst shows ever made. <laughs> it is so bad. We we were like looking for stuff on the instant queue to watch, yeah. and uh, so we queued it up, and I got through like four, maybe five episodes of it. And I told my buddy Charlie, I told Charlie I started watching it. He said he'd, he said he had watched three seasons of it. And, uh, and I was like, huh. And then I got home and I watched, you know, like episode four and five or something. And I was like, wait a second. This isn't good. <laughs> this is a horrible TV show. Yeah. <laughs> so bad. So, but, so I've been, uh, I've been holing up with the wire and, it really proves just how bad Prison Break is to be watching <laughs> watching one. As if you needed area. the wire to know that. Yeah, so I'm I'm on season three and it's good. If you've got it, watch it again. If you've never seen it, I strongly recommend watching it. Miss hasn't seen it. Oh, Miss. You there? What's your? Yeah, I think I, I gotta go back um, on side rail and watch them all. Like I just finished. Um, not too long ago, watching all the How I Met Your Mothers. Oh yeah, and I, I just started loving that show. Yeah, I love Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, I've I've liked a couple of the episodes I saw of that show, and I've had a lot of people that I was kind of surprised said that they liked it. Um, and and I really, I really like Jason Segel too. Is it yeah, Siegel Jason Segel. Is that how you say his Siegel? Segel. I don't know. Joey Fat One. He's funny in that yeah. show. So, yeah, yeah you I need think that, that'll be next on the list. Drop everything and watch The Wire. I gotta call them and tell them I can't come in to work tomorrow. Yeah. I have that show to watch. Yeah, shows to watch. Yeah. Make a good impression. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if it's The Wire, they may say, oh, you're right. Yeah, oh yeah, you need to catch up <laughs> good, on that. You're good. Where you come you to work get here. That. You take care of that. So That's it for me. Alright. Well, I'm tired. We got this grab bag. Yeah, we got this fucking grab bag. Trailer Park! Yay! Yay, our inferior trailer review sh- podcast part. That we uh, <laughs> we watch the trailer, and then we try to determine if the movie's going to be good or bad. And I just want to bring up, we've done about four or five of these now, and it seems to be that about 75% of these uh, trailers that we review go straight to video. So I don't know what that says about our taste <laughs> or whatever. Because I just says it, most of them we dog out. So right, yeah. To us and saying, you know what? They're right. This movie ain't no good. Well, and usually the way that I pick the trailers, it wasn't so much this time. These were ones that we had kind of already seen. But I usually go in and try to be rather random with them. I don't watch them before I like pick them and say these are the ones we're going to do, and then I watch them. So, yeah, I don't watch them before we pick them usually. So there's but no, you this know, time. This time, these we've got some blockbusters coming in. Yeah. Yeah. You know? um, so this will be a real relevant trailer park. So let's start with the town, which is the new Ben Affleck vehicle. Looks to be set in this? Boston. It's like The Departed with Ben Affleck. No. Yeah. Now, all I have written next to it is Poor Man's Departed. Poor Man's Departed, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Poor Man's Departed with with Ben Affleck instead of Matt Damon. Yeah. And Leo. 
And Leo, yeah. Who Leo. cries? In that I haven't movie. seen that movie either. You haven't seen The Departed? No, I need to put it in my Netflix. No, but Leo's not in the town. No, he's in The Departed, and he cries. Oh, I know. Well, just saying. Uh, yeah, it looks like they're trying to relaunch, uh, they're trying to trot Ben Affleck back out for us. <laughs> they're trying to relaunch Boston. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> they're trying to relaunch a dialect with no R's and teach actors how to say words with no R's. Yeah, it looks alright. I don't know, I might see it. Is I'm it go Affleck it. from that area? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's from there. I, it looks, it looks alright. Yeah, what do you think you about, about this? Um... I like the I like that one guy, the one that always plays the bad guy. Um, what's his name? Wow. Jeremy Renner. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He was the bad guy in um in SWAT, and he he always seems to be the 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 bad guy in movies, and he does a pretty good job. So except for uh, what's call it that won the best picture last year, he was a good guy in that. Um, oh um, uh, that one where he they were in the war, huh? Yeah, that one. Yeah, but he was kind of crazy in that movie. Yeah. Yeah, he was. So, I don't know. It looks interesting. I probably will <laughs> wait till it comes out um, on yeah. DVD. Oh, yeah. It's a DVD or for you. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I'm, it might be one that I would watch in the theater. I don't know. That was the most descriptive thing I've ever heard ever. Man. What? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. Yeah, that guy's name, he's in a movie about a war. And then that other, and he's the bad yeah, guy. Yeah, but you knew what I was talking about, didn't you? Yeah, and everybody else yeah. out there did too. They're all <laughs> shouting at the at their iPods. Yeah. Yeah. Jeremy Renner. Yeah. Um, Whatever that war movie. That was war called. movie that won the best <laughs> picture. This is why. This is why I take with a grain of salt some things you say, Joey, because you said that the director is one of your favorite directors. Yeah, Catherine Bigelow. I know her name, oh. but I can't remember the Hurt Locker. <laughs> I was so disappointed when Joey was coming to my house for um for the wedding list. I I'm going through um these drawers with all these movies and stuff because I wanted to watch a movie, and I got a VHS of. Strange Days, which I know is one of his favorite movies, and I took a picture of the VHS, and I sent it to him, and I said, I got a ghetto gift for you when you get here. He gets there. Yeah. And uh, and he sends me a text back that says, oh, sweet, I don't have it on DVD. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh, it's a VHS. Well, the way you had, like, framed the picture, I just it just looked like a cover of a DVD. I didn't think people owned VHSs anymore anyway, so. <laughs> I just assumed no, that's it was not true. You've seen my collection. Oh yeah, you got you got all the ones Beethoven. that are left in the world. Beethoven, hoping for it to come back around. Yeah, it's, it's gonna come, gonna back, come around. back around. It's coming back. Yeah, it will. They got better, more rich colors. Yeah, real reds. Red it's blues. like people who listen to vinyl records. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you. It's got a more rich sound. No, it doesn't. You're high. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, what's next? Uh, the, uh, Due Date. Due Date. Due Date is the new movie, the new movie from, uh, the director of The Hangover. It's got Zach Galifianakis in it and, uh, Robert Downey Jr. And it looked pretty funny to me. It looks like it's got Jamie Foxx in it, too. Oh, yeah, I didn't want to bring that up. That's the only thing that's bad about it, but. 
you don't you don't you don't know Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx at all. You don't like Jamie Foxx. No. I was I was when I saw him in the preview, I was thinking, oh, here we go, Jamie Foxx is gonna have a hilarious one liner, and he didn't say anything in the preview. Yeah, yeah, he 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 is just worn out as welcome with me. I liked him in Collateral. Wow. I liked him on In Living Color. Wow. Um, I liked him in a lot of other stuff. Just about the time he did Ray, I was like, uh, no. Nah. The Soloist wow. is a great movie. Wow. Yeah, you told me that. I hadn't seen it, though. No, it's not a great movie. Don't Jamie Foxx is fucking annoying. You have to watch it. Don't listen to, listen to me. All right. I'll listen to you. Yeah, listen to the, the person that's not seen The Wire. Talk to you about... That doesn't mean she's like it's going to influence all of her opinions on movies and stuff. No, that's exactly what it means. It is not. It's a TV show. It's not a movie. It's a litmus test for one who has an opinion. No, if if you if I come back and say the wire was a terrible TV show, then you can go ahead and judge me forever. But then I then I can ask Joey. Then I can ask you not to be on. I only like your old stuff. If you come back to that. Just wire pretension, wire pretension. Oh, the wire! It's just uh, educated me on how to live my life. <laughs> the struggle, the struggle of the people in the wire. It just I really. Oh god! Know. Oh god! <laughs> really? Oh, you're making me yeah. sick. Yeah, I don't sound like that. I can't sound like that. Fuck that. <laughs> I okay. So I'll say this about due date. I don't think it's going to be that good. I think it's going to have moments of fun. I think that, um, I think I really like Zach Galifianakis. I'm just worried that he's going to get Zach Galifianakis to... Yeah, he's a little, he's getting overexposed. Yeah, he's he, he's great when he's a role player, but I'm not sure I want to, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I wish him well, you There's know. There's Steve like, Carell in him. They are. There's Steve Carell in him. And, um, and Robert Downey didn't look like he was being that funny. No. I'm not gonna lie. I think he's great too. I just I'm not sure that. I mean, that director he says that part of what he likes to do with comedies is get people that come at comedy from a different angle. Yeah. Which I think is very obvious in The Hangover. You know, they're all different style of funny. Yeah. But I think it it works best when you got three or four, not two. Right. So we'll see. <laughs> Next. Um, pray love. Okay, he'd pray love. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. Oh, let's let Miss start. What you think, go Miss? Ahead, Miss? Go ahead. Um, tell us I've, how this is going to be. I've been seeing the preview in the movie theaters. I don't know. I The book was hard for me to read, so um, I am a Julia Roberts fan, I guess. So Obviously. I, I don't know. about this movie. I I I'm sure I'm gonna get dragged to see it with Nicole, so I'll see it anyways. But it's not like I don't I don't think it would, it's one of those movies where I would say, Oh, I really, really, really need to go see it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh yeah, I, I agree with that sentiment. <laughs> yeah, this looks it looks awful. Looks that terrible. Was so bad. It looks so fucking bad. God, I hate Julia Roberts. I hate her. Fucking Julia Roberts goes on vacation. Julia Roberts goes and meets people that aren't white. That's what it is. Yeah, white Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts patronizes some uh, some some Culture. eastern 
Some Eastern religions. That's exactly what it is. God, oh. Eat some food. And quivers her lips. Fucking, uh, <laughs> Acting. Acting. I will say, you know, Javier Bardem's in that. And that's a good-looking man there. <laughs> you know he just got married. Oh, I know. Penelope, Penelope Cruz. How about that? Just I'm surprised that didn't make the universe explode. <laughs> Who's the winner in that one? Oh, God. No, not us. Fucking, you know, it's like they're gonna have like the they're gonna their child is gonna be the Messiah. (laughs) God, oh man! And not only like good looking, but like have any two people ever had uh, as attractive of accents? Anyone? (laughs) Just like both of them. Just like wow. Wow. So what you're saying is you're not going to go see this movie. I, I, I will not. I will not see this movie. No, I will not. Either. I will not. I, I will put my foot down. I will, I will raise the man flag on this one and say, I, never I, again. I cannot begin to even, there is nothing that will get me to see that movie. There's nothing. No. I will I will search on YouTube for uh, when inevitably they cut out all the Javier Bardem parts and put them together. I'll watch that. <laughs> the highlights of Javier Bardem. I I have a feeling that he's just like the last last ten minutes of the movie where like it ends with like hope of her finding a guy, yeah. you know, and that's going to be him, and he's going to be you know some. Some I got ass. a feeling though, man. This is one of those movies you're really gonna have to stand your ground because I got. There are some other movies that you've said I'm not going to see that, and then I get a call. Oh, I'm going to see a movie with Mackenzie. Oh, what are you going to see? Uh, Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought you said you weren't gonna watch that. Uh, I uh uh-uh. I didn't say I wasn't gonna watch that. That's got Jamie Foxx in it. Uh huh. I like Jamie Foxx. I think he's great. Yeah, that's why you went to see Valentine's Day. <laughs> you I'm know. Just, See that? It's got Jamie Foxx in it. I had a great ensemble cast. <laughs> I, I, I What'd you say, Miss? So that movie had a great ensemble cast. Ashton Kutcher. Come on. Yep. Yeah. It. Yeah. It wow. might have, but I. Yeah, I know <laughs> you love it, Miss. But I'm not. I actually like that. Movie yeah. A lot, so. <laughs> That's you. 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 You fall into the chick flicks. I, I do. Yeah, there's I do. nothing wrong with that. It's okay, you know. I'm not, you know, no, there's really there's nothing wrong the with a little rom com. Yeah. I'm not specific to the chick flicks. I mean, I've got Lord of the Rings paused on my t- TV right now. On VHS, yeah. No DVD. Yeah, don't don't pause that VHS for too long. It burns up the tape. I know, and it'll start skipping. Yeah, you don't want to do that. No, I'm not going to go see. I don't see. Here's the thing. Here's what I'm hoping, okay? Because I'm pretty sure Mackenzie hasn't seen this trailer. Yeah. So I'm going to do my best to prevent her from seeing this Has trailer. She Media blackout. Anytime soon. Anytime in the last like no. two months. No, no that's the thing. Not, not been any good hard. movies out. If you if you are trying to really stick by this and preserve it, don't let her go see anything that's like slightly female related because that trailer will be there. Yeah. Uh, how stupid do you think I am? Well, we're not gonna, we're not going to be going to see. We don't see rom coms in the theater. We see rom coms at home. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> it was Valentine's Day. Yeah, I know. 
<laughs> Come on, there's one day out of the year where I have to go see a rom com in the theater, and that's Valentine's Day. I don't. I'm like, look, I'm okay with rom coms and chick flicks, and I even I really like the there's some there's this whole new thing of like chick flicks that are like more oriented towards guys. Just kind of a handful uh, of those kind of things. Uh, what? Yeah. What? Which one? Well, I mean, like it started with Jerry Maguire. That's a chick flick, but it's aimed more towards guys, you know? It's like okay, a dude flick. Okay. You know what I'm saying? There, and there's other movies that are in that vein that, like, I'm uh-huh. not necessarily pointed to guys, but, like, guys could watch that movie and enjoy it on the same level that, you know. Bill Simmons is to me what Tom Cruise is to you. Really? That's, I don't know about is that. that. A fair statement? I think that's a fair Tom statement. Tom Cruise used to be that for me, but until he really went crazy, and now I'm just kind of like, oh. Did you go see Night and Day? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> And no one else did either. <laughs> no one else did either. No one else did either. The same people that watched Burn Notice are the people that went and saw Night and Day. <laughs> That's a little harsh. I know a lot of people that like Burn Notice. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. Oh, no. What? What is Burn Notice? Sorry. All right. Well, moving right along. Next. Last one. The Social Network. Save the best for last. New trailer that came out, and um, yeah, you, when you hear the, about this movie, it's about the founding of Facebook. You're like, oh, that's fucking stupid. Um, yeah. Don't want to hear about that. But then, as the details come out, it's, it seems cooler and cooler. David Fincher, the director of Seven, is directing it. Seven and, and Fight, Fight Club. Club. Um, yeah. Trent Reznor is doing the, the soundtrack. Which say what? Go deeper, go deeper into that. Why did he do the soundtrack? Uh, because he liked the movie, right? Right, yeah, he was like, fuck that shit, I just got done touring, I don't want to do anything. Fincher sent him the script, and he's like, oh shit, this is good. Yeah. Holler! Yeah, so, uh, yeah, and uh, I like that Jesse Eisenberg kid. Jesse Eisenberg's better at being Michael Sarah than Michael Sarah is. Yeah, yes, he he's taking the Michael Sarah <laughs> crown from Michael Sarah. When I saw the oh. first, like, right, the first um, flash show, I was like, oh, Michael Sarah, oh wait, that's not Michael Sarah. No, it's poor man <laughs> Michael Sarah. He's the new Michael Sarah. And, and best that of all... Is that the kid that was in that one with uh, Kristen Stewart? Yeah, Adventureland, which is a pretty cool movie, too. I like that. Another movie he was in, ending in Land, was Zombieland. I haven't seen that one yet, either. I haven't seen it, either. I watched it. Eh. It's on Netflix Instant Queue. Booyah. It's definitely worth a watch on the Instant Queue. Yeah. I didn't know it was on Instant. All right. Yeah. Okay. So, best thing about this social network movie, you got the guy giving birdies and raising his eyebrow while he's drinking coffee. I'll hat tip Jigga. Yeah, Justin Timberlake is uh is in this movie, and apparently his only job in the movie is to say, "Wouldn't it be awesome if we made a bunch of money, uh, flick the bird at people, and raise his eyebrow while drinking (laughs) coffee?" He like raises his eyebrow, gives the weird, you know, little raised eyebrow look. (laughs) <laughs> that's his. Uh, that's his only place, and that's good enough for me. That's awesome enough for me. I'm, I love. I'll Justin. pay money just to watch that. Yeah, uh, you know what? I this is going to sound weird, but for whatever reason, I think because just Justin Timberlake's kind of short, isn't he? Mm-hmm. A little bit. Yes. He wears a uh, well-fitting clothes. And he reminds <laughs> me a little bit about Grizzles. <laughs> in a way, Grizzles is kind of the poor man's Justin Timberlake because he can't <laughs> dance. You know, he's not really that attractive. <laughs> Um, you can't sing that I know of. He's a, he's a handsome guy. He is a handsome guy. I, he's I'm a just, handsome guy. I'm just hating just to you know to make the. He's the got joke. you know, he's got he's always got a good haircut, just like Justin Timberlake. Just like JT. 
Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's naturally gifted in lots of things, except for sailing. Yeah. And Justin uh, Timberlake's probably not any good at sailing either. But Justin Timberlake got rich people problems. Yeah, he does. The, and... only, the only time when I was ashamed yeah. that Justin Timberlake was when he got punked. Oh, yeah. Because he, he started crying. <laughs> he started crying. Oh, was that when they, um, like, moved his stuff or... They oh, they had the IRS come in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and and they were like repossessing everything. You gotta kind of feel for him though. I think feel oh, um, for him that. I think that the social network will make more money than Due Date, The Town, and Eat, Pray, Love. I think tons of people are gonna go see this movie because tons of people have a Facebook account. So I think they've got a vested interest in this movie, yeah. and like more people than the target audience are gonna go see this. I think. Yeah. Um, and, I'm included in that. Well, I, you know, the thing about is, yeah, you don't you don't understand the force of the women's whole, you know, women's network of going to the movies. This book that Eat Pray Love changed people's lives. And it's still it's crazy as that sounds. There's women who are like, That book changed my life, it made me see things differently and I think that that audience is going to go, and there's going to that that's going to be a good contender. Yeah, because... it, it probably will be because that's some Oprah shit there. Yeah, it, it is. But come on, oh. it comes out the same weekend as the Expendables. Did I send you that mashup oh, no, trailer? That's... Nah. There's well, some that's guy actually that it... perfect marketing. Yeah, the guys go see. That's right. what I'm saying. There was a there was a big. Some guy on YouTube put a, a trailer for the Expendables that was just like a bunch of text with the regular trailer that was like, you know, it showed like Die Hard and Rambo and all the all the movies that these action guys came from. It was like, we used to rule the box office. Now it's our last stand. You know, this movie comes out the same weekend, Eat, Pray, Love. If you let Julia Roberts win, then we've lost the movies forever or something like that. Yeah. It's pretty funny. I like I like where you're going, though, Miss. The dudes can go see Expendables, and the girls can go see You Pray Love. And some of the girls with good taste can come see the Expendables. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, I don't want to go see Some of the whipped group. men will go see You Pray Love. That's right. Ha. They got to be real whipped. Yeah, I'll be getting a call from you. You better hide that one. That one better be. No, I'm telling you right now, I will never watch that movie. Never. One phone call is all it would take from me. All I got to do is call Mackenzie. I can. I got her on on my phone. I'll call her. Just email her the trailer. Yeah. What, Mackenzie? Doesn't this look good? (laughs) Man, this looks great. Uh, Uh, I'm not going to see it. God. All right. So back on the social network. Um, The this trailer is like pretty awesome just because of the way it's edited. Like they use this cover of Creep, which is like probably my least favorite Radiohead song, just because it's like really, uh, it was for a while there, it was just overused, you know? Yeah. In a lot of stuff. And so I, I would think that I would be like, eh. But the way they used it in the trailer and the way they cut it together with just the sound bites is very different from a normal trailer. I like that some of these movies are going, the Inception's like this too. They're going away from showing you the whole movie in the trailer and going more towards showing you some bits to make you excited about it, which is what a trailer should do. Um, and I just I thought it was really well edited. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Says the man who told the disc golf story. 
30 minutes. I no, I agree with everything that you're saying about the trailer. Yeah, uh, they're getting more hype. Probably, you know, the thing when they show the uh, all the funny bits of the movie in the trailer, and you look, you go, and you're like, I know that it's not going to be any funny in the trailer because I've seen all the funny stuff. Yeah. Like I'm worried that they've taken a a mildly good movie in the social network and done some real magic with the trailer. They might have, um, but I, I trust David Fincher is the thing. If David Fincher yeah. wasn't the director, I'd be like, oh, yeah, for sure they've done that. But, I mean, that yeah. guy's really – he's done some good movies. Yeah. So And some, yeah, yeah, some really edgy, like weird movies and stuff, you know? So. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, fuck. I mean, I'm going. It's got Justin Timberlake. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, how can you not? Cry me a river. Yeah. If Justin Timberlake was in Eat, Pray, Love, I would maybe revise my statement about that movie. Oh, yeah. If Justin Timberlake played Julia Roberts' character, <clears throat> I would I would be there on opening day. Yeah. But. Justin Timberlake, Javier Bardem, and Brett Favre. Best movie ever. <laughs> best movie ever. Yeah. <laughs> Bill Simmons narrating. Yeah. <laughs> Call it Man Crush. See, I can't remember anything. Your big man movie coming out. The Expendables. Yeah. What if that opens on the same weekend? Mm. I mean, I don't want to go see The Expendables. Let me make that clear. I'm going to go see it. I want to see it. I I don't think it's going to be very good. Come on. It can't be good. Yeah. Come on. Come on. I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's going to be great. I think it might be. It's going to be entertaining, though. That'll be entertaining. Okay, I'll give you that. But the story is not going to be. No. Well, that's not why I'm going to see it. Like, ah, you know. I'm just going to watch. Some I really rap. want to see it for the drama. <laughs> yeah, I really <laughs> like that. I really like that writer a lot. That writer that wrote that movie. It's great. You know, it was written by Sly Stallone. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, written and directed by Veins. Yeah. Arm veins. It's going to be a lot of HGH on that set. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger's got a cameo in it, too. Who's your, who's your favorite? I think I think Dolph Lundgren or Jet Li. Are oh, Dolph favorite. Lundgren how, by far. How did, how did Jet Li make it into that movie? And Jason Statham. He's I, not on their level. No, but he's the new He's the new guy. He's the new <laughs> the new action star. He's, he's right. taking their crown, so they're, they're passing it on. They're passing the torch. In tor- the name of the king. Yeah. <laughs> they're passing the torch. I wish Julia Roberts was in that movie. Yeah. I'd go see it if she was. Eat, pray, bomb. <laughs> Eat, pray, suck. <laughs> I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> I, did not, I did not mean it that way. <laughs> now that I would go see. <laughs> oh, that'll, be the, that, that'll be the... That'll be the... That'll be the the porn version that they'll do. Eat, pray, fuck. Yeah, they'll do uh, that. That's the porn version. Yeah. Saving Ryan's privates. <laughs> you know there's a big market now for porn parodies. Yeah. This is blowing up. Oh, I know. <laughs> Jake's told me. Ain't got to tell me twice. Yeah, Jake told me all about that. Yeah, yeah, I bet he did. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, what a great. 
Have a good week, y'all. Yeah. You got anything else, Miss? Send us some money. You got anything else, Miss? Now groove talk for a little more. (laughs) Send us some money. Just talking. (laughs) Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, Miss. You got anything else to say, Groove? No. All right. We're out. Just enjoy another episode. I only like the one We'll see you next time. Have a good night.